Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, guys. It has been a minute. (laughs) Uh, I apologize for my absence. I started a new job. My son started a new school. It has been pure chaos here at my house. But I was really, really itching to do a podcast last weekend. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I got this. And I got sick. Uh, And my husband got sick. He was supposed to do it with me too. So we are uh, today just going to, it's just going to be me today. And I'm going to be doing The Simpsons, Summer of Four Foot Two. And uh, I chose this episode because, I mean... I know we just had 4th of July, but, uh, you know, it, it's a good summer episode and I really wish I was at the beach right now too. So, you know, um, I have been really, really into true crime lately. I have a whole bunch of podcasts I can plug at the very end. Um, I haven't really watched any new things that I can think of. Um, no. I don't think so. I mean, just been, you know, grinding away, working, living life. But uh, anyways, this episode aired on May 19th, 1996. Uh, 25. Season 7, episode 25. Okay. And uh, like always, I'm going to go over the top songs of May 17th, 1996. Uh, I was a junior driving and probably did not give a crap what was on the radio because like once I got my license, my life completely changed. (laughs) I wasn't home hardly ever. Okay. Uh, number one, the crossroads, bone thugs and harmony. Always be my baby, Mariah Carey. Number three, because you love me. Oh God, that freaking song. Celine Dion. I worked at a hair salon. That was my first job. I was the receptionist at a hair salon and that was, that song played, I'm not kidding, about a hundred times in a work day on the radio that they played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that one. Oh, ironic. Alanis Morissette. That was a great song. I thought that was, I thought that was like way before, like in 94. Nobody knows the Tony Rich Project. I remember when they were on, he was on 90210. Um, I think he played at the, the After Dark or whatever the hell it was called at that point. Uh, you're the one, SWV. One, two, three, four, something new by Coolio. Get up, get up and get down. Is I think that's a song. Give me one reason. That's another song that they played at, na- at nauseum in that, uh, that job I had. Give me one reason, Tracy Chapman. Count on me from waiting to exhale. Oh God. Yeah. That one too. Down low, nobody has to know. R. Kelly. Ha! Look where he is now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Domestic box office for May 1996. There's some good ones here. Well, yeah, there is. I definitely saw two of these in the... Th- oh, maybe just one of these in the theater. Number... That's weird. Oh, number one was Twister. It's funny. I just saw that movie for the first time a couple years ago. Seriously. And it is scary as hell. I, that's so scary. Um, number two, Mission Impossible. 
Number three, Dragonheart. I want to say that's an animated movie. Number four, or sorry, yeah, number four, Eddie. I think that's the one with uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Number five, Spy Hard. Spy Hard is hilarious. I did see this one in theaters with Leslie Nielsen and Weird Al Yankovic does the theme song. If you guys haven't seen it, it's really funny. It makes fun of uh, a lot of 90s movies like, um, is it The Fugitive? The Fugitive is one of them. It also makes fun of, uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm having a total brain fart here. Um, Pulp Fiction. Home Alone makes fun of a whole bunch of different movies. Uh, The Craft, number six. I have never seen that movie. Number seven, Flipper. Number eight, The Arrival. The Arrival? That must be a different one. Because wasn't there another one called The Arrival with what's her name and what's his name? Number nine, The Great White Hype. Number ten, Last Dance. Number eleven, The Pallbearer. Number twelve, Heaven's Prisoners. And number thirteen, Barbed Wire. That's got to be the Pamela Anderson one. (laughs) Number 13, I'm surprised it's not lower than that. Anyways, those are the songs and the movies of 1996. I do remember watching this episode when it first aired, like a lot of these episodes. Uh, I I wasn't in my t- summer yet. I mean, this episode aired like right before summer break. We got out around like the second week of June where I lived. Uh, now it's different. Now you get out like in May, end of May. But um, back then, back in the 90s, <laughs> it was a little later. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. And I like, again, I apologize for my absence, but I'm back, bitches. By the way, uh, Simpsons season seven was a really good season. I mean, I'm looking at the episodes here. Who Shot Mr. Burns part two? Hilarious. That's the one where they make fun of Twin Peaks. Radioactive Man, where Nelson, uh, Nelson, uh, Millhouse is the, uh, fallout boy for whatever he was like, isn't that the one? Yeah. The hero sidekick goes to Millhouse. Uh, the one where, uh, Ned and Maude kind of take Bart and Lisa and Maggie, uh, because, like, CPS gives them, gives them the kids. Uh, Bart sells his soul. Lisa the vegetarian, the one with Paul McCartney. I'm just looking through here. Oh, gosh. Oh, one of my favorites, King Size Homer, where he gains all this weight so he can work from home. Isn't that funny that he's trying to work from home and it's like almost everybody works from home now, including me. Uh, Mother Simpson, where his mom, uh, we, we get some information about his mom. She comes back. Um, oh, I've done Mother Simpson. <laughs> Just realized that. Uh, Marge Be Not Proud, where Bart steals the, uh, the video game. Team Homer, where uh, the bowling bowling team, I don't remember much else about that episode. They're just on a bowling team. Uh, <laughs> two Bad Neighbors with George Bush. It's not him, obviously, but it, it's not him, you know, portraying himself, but it's really funny. Uh, let's see. A Fish Called Selma, one of my favorites. That's a good one with, with the late, great Phil Hartman. Bart on the Road, where they go to Knoxville, Tennessee, which I've been to, by the way. Um, let's see. Oh, 22 Short Films About Springfield. That's a good one. That's uh, where they make fun of Pulp Fiction, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Homer Palooza. That one's funny. And then we come to Summer Four Foot Two. So let's go ahead and get started, guys. Hey, Bart. Summer's almost here. Which kind of sprinkler do you like? The one that goes like this? 
it goes like this. Oh, and there's this one. The last day of school, Millhouse. Try to show some dignity. I'm glad the rest of you remembered that summer vacation starts at the end of the day, not the beginning. There you go, ma'am. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. Up yours, Carbopple. And what you heard uh, with the, the dinging, it's ice cream trucks. Uh, the funny thing is, at least in my town, the ice cream trucks are out all the time. Even in the winter, they're out all the time. They're always on my street. Um, it's pretty funny though. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember like the last day of school? You're just like, come on, you're looking at the clock. And of course, you know, the last day is the school. Usually you don't do anything anyways. I remember when I was in elementary school, like these guys, they're in fourth grade. Uh, we watched movies, you know, we just watched a movie the rest of the day. It was like, we're done. We did our curriculum. We're done. Uh, <laughs> And Millhouse talking about the sprinklers is so funny because it just reminds me so much of my childhood. I just, it's just so funny. I don't know if the sprinklers even do, like, make those sounds anymore. I don't know. But especially the very last one he does where he goes, that one is funny because I had, when I was a kid, I had this thing called the Willy water willy or something uh willy let me get the name of it because i don't want to mess this up hold on okay it's called the willy water bug do you guys remember that if you're an old fart like me you'll remember that it was this big old yellow like i don't know what the hell he's supposed to be he's a bug uh it got some polka dots on him and then he has these little antennas coming out of his little baseball hat or whatever the hell he's wearing and then the <laughs> <laughs> and then the antennas spray water and I was looking all over the place for this thing because I loved it when I was a kid and also if, if you want to see what I'm talking about I'll, I'll post a video or a picture but there's actually a there's a um there is a commercial that I will post uh, on YouTube but if you've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure which I have a hundred thousand times because one of my favorite movies he has a willy water bug <laughs> um I just remember so many days when I when I was growing up in the summer just playing with Willy Waterbug and I don't know it just it just brought back some memories <laughs> and so as Abraham Lincoln sat in Ford's theater that night John Wilkes Booth entered drew his gun and well that's it have a nice summer everyone but what happened in Ford's theater was president lincoln okay he was fine Go home, Ralph. In the <laughs> I just love that. I mean, like, why would she start a history lesson right so close to like getting out of school? <laughs> what happened to President Lincoln? Was he okay? He was fine. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's that's uh, Lisa's teacher, Miss Hoover. 
and she is always she always has some great lines doesn't she uh, lisa is in charge of the yearbook committee which by the way did you guys have a yearbook in elementary school i don't remember ever having that i i mean no i didn't when i graduated from sixth grade the only thing i remember is we had um a t-shirt that we all signed, I wish I still had it, gosh, I wonder if I saved that, of everybody from my graduating class uh, signed their name, and they made a shirt out of it, and it was really cool. I, I kept it for a very long time, like till college. I think I got rid of it, though. But there was no yearbooks when I went to elementary school. Maybe there is now. Maybe there was in 96. Elementary school, I don't know. Uh, anyways, Lisa's in charge of the yearbook committee, and... Uh, you know, she's being kind of OCD about it, like, okay, you know, everybody, you need your little receipt or your ticket or whatever the hell, you know, to get your yearbook. You should have received one at the beginning of the year. And Nelson, you know, Nelson, the bully, takes over and he's like, yeah, shut up. And he starts handing out the yearbooks. And Lisa, poor little Lisa, like, she can't get anybody to sign her yearbook. It's sad. She has, like, no friends. And she has a couple friends, like, uh, Janie, is that her name? Janie and but I mean in this episode it just it, it starts right out saying like Lisa's has no friends she has no place she doesn't know where she where she belongs which is what this whole episode's about this is a very heavy Lisa episode I'm not a huge Lisa fan I think she's kind of uh, annoying sometimes but this one's really funny there's there's some funny classic lines which is why I chose it and you know and because it's summer and it's like literally like 94 degrees and it's nine o'clock at night where I'm in where I'm at <laughs> um it's a tot I got the air on I got the fan on but yeah she's uh they're conveying here that Lisa has like no friends and nobody will sign her yearbook and of course Bart he's the most popular one and he literally is <laughs> he literally is like paying people to you know or he's he making people pay so they can sign his yearbook it's hilarious. It's just, this is one of the episodes where Bart, like, he starts out, like, on a high note, but at the end, he's like, nope, this is all about Lisa, not about you this time, Bart. So, uh, anyways, Lisa's just kind of upset, you know, because Bart's getting all the attention, like always, he always does, and, um, you know, she's kind of just going through something here. <laughs> I was wrong, I'm sorry, Bart's not charging people to sign the yearbook, but, He's telling people no personalized greetings. So basically, like, hi, you know, sincerely, Bart Simpson. Not like, hello, uh, you know, Sarah. <laughs> hello, Sarah. Have a nice summer. It's like, you can't do anything personalized. And it's just this line of people just waiting to sign his yearbook or waiting for them to sign his yearbook. Whatever I'm trying to say. Waiting for them, waiting for him to sign their yearbook. And then, <laughs> and then Skinner comes up, and Bart's like, <laughs> what is, hold on, let's see, hold on, hold on, pause, pause, pause. Skinner goes up to Bart and says his daughter is named, it's for him, it's for, or sorry, it's for his daughter whose name is Seymour. And Bart's like, your daughter's name is Seymour? And then, sorry, excuse me, and then uh, Principal Skinner says, I, I lied, it's for me. Why would he want Bart's? signature in his yearbook cracks me up they're like 
those two are so funny. They like, it's like a love-hate relationship, isn't it? Homer, I'm in a rhubarb of a pickle of a jam here. I was all set to go off on vacation when I get called up for jury duty. Oh, it's a corker of a case. Seems a man drove up onto a traffic island and hit a decorative rowboat full of geraniums. Mm. Now, they're trying it as a maritime offense. So, anywho, how'd you like to use my beach house? Free of charge. I only get two weeks of vacation a year, and you want me to spend it in your lousy beach house? Well... If it'll seal the deal, I'll take a look at your septic tank, see if I can get her humming again. Deal! See, Flanders? You give a little, you get a little. <laughs> so you know what cracks me up about this? is like Ned, after everything they've been through, Homer's always screwing him over with something, stealing his stuff, not giving it back. He's always being mean to him. And Ned is always nice as can be. There's this one episode, I think it's... Gosh, I don't know what season it is. It might have already passed, but it's called Hurricane Nettie. And it is the funniest because he literally just loses it. He has like a breakdown and he starts being mean to people. And it's exactly what you want to see with this guy because he's just so wholesome and just so annoying, you know? Anyways, um, why would he offer this to Homer? I just, after everything they've been through, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I know he's got to like, you know... <laughs> use the rental but like this cannot go well oh i also want to mention that i'm doing this episode because i'm kind of living vicariously through the simpsons i'm not able to take a vacation right now because i just started a new job i wanted to go to san diego again to SeaWorld because that's where we went last summer and we just had a blast and there's new there's new sesame street thing down in SeaWorld, san diego and I can't go. I don't have PTO for another two and a half months. <laughs> so it's going to be a while. So I don't get to go to a fun vacation this year. Uh, but I am taking my son to Disneyland when he turns four in February. And that will be really fun. So I'm very excited about that one. But yeah, you know, I haven't gone to the beach this summer at all. I've just been staying here, you know, uh, getting things done around the house, and I know, I, I miss the beach a lot, I do, um, but yeah, since I can't take a vacation, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my vacation through this episode, right? All right. Anyways, uh, Marge, uh, Marge and Homer decide that the kids can bring a friend. Bart, of course, is gonna bring Milhouse, because that's his best friend, and Lisa doesn't have a friend to bring. Isn't that sad? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't really remember. It, it, it's kind of a. It's kind of different because I don't really remember any other episodes where Lisa didn't have any friends. It seems like she always had friends in other episodes to me. I don't know. I could be wrong, but Janie, I'm pretty sure has always been a friend of hers, and I don't know where. I don't know why she doesn't bring Janie. And there's another one. Uh, can't remember who it is right now, but. Uh, there's another one, too. And it's just kind of weird. It's kind of like, oh, well, maybe it's just a plot point, you know? Maybe this is just why they decided to to do that. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Mom, why don't I have any friends? We have each other! When I was a lonely little girl, I always dreamed that someday my daughter would be my best friend. We are best friends, Mom, but I'm a kid. I need friends my own age, too. 
Honey, you'll make plenty of friends. All you have to do is be yourself. Be myself? I've been myself for eight years and it hasn't worked. Look at all these dorky clothes. A bathing cap. Nose plugs. A microscope at the beach? Ugh! What was I thinking? I thought that's a really sweet scene. I mean, honestly, like, mothers and daughters are best friends when they're little, you know? I mean, not so much anymore, you know? They grow, you know, daughters grow up and they have their own lives. But when you're a kid, when you're eight years old, your mom is your best friend. Honestly, that, that's how it was with me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, how often does this happen with a lot of kids, you know, at this age? Mom, why don't I have any, why don't I have any friends? You know, a lot of kids go through this, you know, especially if they get bullied, you know, or, I mean, I know bullying has really gotten bad since I've been in elementary school. Ugh, but, um, you know, and then, so, so Lisa is going through her stuff in her suitcase and yeah, she basically just dumps everything out. doesn't take anything with her. She's like, I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to not, I'm not going to be Lisa anymore. And, uh, just decides to use this time to start. So, you know, whatever. Um, they get in the car and Homer's like, uh, packing light. And she goes, yeah, maybe you're just getting stronger. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so yeah, so she's going to leave. She's going to leave town with nothing in her suitcase, like nothing, not even a toothbrush. So, uh, we have, we get, we get this scene, uh, as they're leaving. Wave bye-bye to our house, Maggie. Bye-bye, tree. Bye-bye, job. Bye-bye, toothbrush. Bye-bye, Lisa Simpson. So they arrive at the Flanders house. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's somewhere on the beach. Who knows? Don't know how, it's obviously far because they're all asleep and grumpy and you know, whining, <laughs> and uh, there's notes everywhere, okay, they, they walk in, there's notes everywhere, just plastered on everything, in the fridge, in the dishwasher, there's a note on, <laughs> on one of the kids' piggy banks that says, please don't steal from me, every time I see a piggy bank, I always think of that, I don't know why, I guess it's just because it just implanted in my head since I've seen this episode, uh, there's some funny ones. And then of course, when Homer sees the put food in me that goes on the fridge, he's like, oh, I'll take that. And he puts it on himself. Hilarious. Uh, it's a nice, it's a cute little, you know, beach rental. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny that, you know, Ned, think about how long it took for him to put all those notes. I, you guys have seen this episode probably all those notes on every single thing in the house. Do they, does he really think they're going to follow the rules? Come on. So then, you know, Lisa tells Marge that, oh, I forgot to pack, you know, playing dumb. And Marge is like, that's not all, that's not at all like you. She goes, yeah, exactly. So she has to take her shopping. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have been like on beach vacations like to little just little resort beach beach towns but there's like not much out there there's no walmarts there's no targets so they go to this place called <laughs> tj zaymart i don't know why that's so funny to me i probably because you know back when i was a kid we had kmart 
and uh, now we have TJ Maxx, you know, but I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. And Marge is picking out all these really funny clothes for Lisa, like baby clothes, like probably like for a toddler, like a, like a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a bathing suit with a matching pail. <laughs> And Lisa's like, no, I'm going to go for something a little different. So she comes out wearing like cut off jeans, cut off shorts, a tie dye shirt and a hat. And she likes looks really cool and, and sunglasses. And she looks really cool, you know, and I'm like, all right, Lisa, you go, girl. <laughs> then we get this cute scene where Bart and Milhouse are like all ready to jump in the ocean and They jump and they completely do like a belly flop and there's like no water. They, they just fall onto the ground. And Bart's like, what gives? And Homer's like, it's low tide, boys. And you see Homer driving his car in the ocean. I always thought that was so crazy that you can drive your car in the ocean. You can actually do that um, in some places in California. And uh, it's, it's just, it trips me out that you can do that. It's really weird. I want to do it someday. Um... Uh, a great ocean driving scene, you guys, is uh, the movie Terms of Endearment with the great Jack Nicholson and the great Shirley MacLaine. Uh, they, I think they live in Texas, and they're just driving right through the ocean. It's awesome. Love it. Anyways, uh, Lisa wants to go find some friends because she looks cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, she's wearing like Birkenstocks. She's got her hat backwards. She's wearing some sunglasses, kind of look like John Lennon glasses which is probably what I was wearing around this time because I was huge, huge into the Beatles back then. Um, and like I said, cut off short. She looks like a hippie, like a hippie, you know, like a cool kid. She does. She looks like a cool kid. And uh, so she's going to find some friends. Hmm. I don't see any kids at all. It's like they ditched me in advance. So he goes like... <laughs> I can totally hear him going that. Only kids are that incoherent. <laughs> so my mom tried to take me to some candle place, but I'm all like, no way. Like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, whatever. Hey, what's happening? Okay, okay, okay. Not your fault. It's a bird thing. You don't control the birds. You will someday, but not now. What's up? Who's that? I don't know. Some kid. Hey, I like your hat. A compliment. Scanning for sarcasm. It's clean. Go! Thanks. Um, you guys skate? Try to. The cops always confiscate our boards. <laughs> yeah. And you just know they're using them like five minutes later down at the station. Hmm. I think I know a place you can skate that's virtually deserted. Like, you know, whatever. Oh. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how old these kids are, but as somebody who grew up in the 90s, I gotta say, we didn't talk like this. You know, whatever. That's like Valley Girl, right? I don't think anybody talked like that. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, they look like they might be a little older, like maybe 12. Maybe? Because Lisa's only eight, but she, you know, she's eight going on, like, 28, you know? 
So um, everybody probably thinks she's older. But yeah, I mean, I just don't remember talking like this. I, I, I don't know. It's cute. You know, she has like her own little lingo here. Um, now, of course, that voice you heard is Christina Ricci from what she was from the Adams family. What else was she in? She's in so much stuff. Casper? Yeah, I never saw that movie, but I know she's in it. Um, and I remember when this, when the promo aired for this episode and they said, Christina Ricci guest starring. The Simpsons has had some really good guest stars, haven't they? Like, so many good ones. I can't even, I can't even, like, think of all of, there's so many. I would say my, the one that comes to mind the most is probably, like, Michael Jackson. So, one of my favorite episodes, because I love Michael Jackson, is from season three called Stark Raving Dad. And I'm going to read a little bit of here. I don't know, I, I, I'm going off on a tangent, but... It's, it's, it's important because we're talking about guest stars, okay? Uh, so, the episode was written by Al Jean and Mike Reese and directed by Rich Moore. Michael Jackson guest starred as Leon Kapowski, but went uncredited for contractual reasons as his role was not confirmed until later. Jackson was a fan of the show and called creator Matt Groening, offering to do a guest spot. Jackson pitched several story ideas and wrote the song Happy Birthday, Lisa, for the episode. Isn't that interesting? Uh, but, of course, the character singing voice was performed by a sound-alike, Kip Lennon, due to contractual obligations Jackson had with his record company. Uh, the episode references Jackson's career with Kompowski singing portions of the songs Billie Jean and Ben. Uh, now, his name in the credits was John J. Smith. But it was Michael Jackson, guys. And I think, and this is from 1991. And that was when he was like at the top of the world. When he was with the black and white album. Black or white. Uh, so I would say that he's probably the biggest guest star they had. They also had Dustin Hoffman. Uh, who was also not credited as himself. I don't, I don't remember what his name was. I, we're not going to look into it, but... There's been a lot of good guest stars on the show. Bette Midler was on it. Uh, of course, my guy Luke Perry was on it. Uh, gosh, I, I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on and on. Hey, yeah, you can use my board. Okay, thanks. <laughs> That's very, um, rad of you. Hey, Bart, Lisa's skateboarding with some cool kids. And she looks like Blossom. Lisa? With people? <laughs> if they're impressed by her, I'm going to Bart their world. Okay, Millhouse, you know the drill. Right. You go over and wild them. I hide in the shrubs. Hot stuff coming through. My friendship, you know you want it. That kid, like, tries too hard. Sure. The whole thing smacks of effort, man. <laughs> That's my dorky little brother, Bart. Tholomew. Like, who does he think he is with that slingshot in his back pocket? Dennis the Menace? <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed this, and I've seen this episode so many times. She says little brother. She's the little sister. That's funny. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> I love how um, Bard is so cocky, just like, ah, my friendship, you know you want it. So he's basically like just like, you know, doing his skateboard moves, which is pretty cool. He's got some, he's got some game, you know. And uh, Lisa looks like so scared that he's going to win her new friends over, you know, which is probably something that she's probably worried about her whole life because Bart, Lisa's the middle child. She doesn't get the attention that Bart and Maggie get, you know. So it's not, so she's like, don't ruin this for me. But uh, it's funny because I think this might be the very first time where somebody's like, no, you know. They reject him. They reject Bart this time. And uh, it's kind of cool to see because <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. I think I should probably talk about Blossom because some of you people who um, aren't as old as me might not know what Blossom is. Uh, you do know who Mayim Bialik is. I think that's how you say her name. Gosh, I have no idea. Uh, she is the host of Jeopardy now. And she was also on... The Big Bang Theory. I have no idea who she played. I don't watch it. I just know she's on it. <laughs> uh, Blossom is an American sitcom that aired for five seasons on NBC. By the way, it's on Hulu if you guys want to watch it. It debuted as a pilot preview on July 5th, 1990. Wow, I didn't know it was that old. And premiered as a mid-season replacement on January 3rd, 1991. And aired until May 22nd, 1995. Don Rio created the series, which starred Mayim Bialik as Blossom Russo, a teenager living with her father and two elder brothers. And uh, the father, uh, so there's two brothers. One was Nick and one was Joey. And it was Joey Lawrence. And of course, Joey Lawrence was big back in the 90s because he had that song. Nothing my love can't fix for you, baby. Remember that stupid song? Uh, and he's like, whoa. That was his catchphrase. Whoa. Uh, I watched it not too long ago because I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this episode. I got to watch it. And I was like, this show is so freaking stupid. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, it was awesome. It was the best. So anyways, the reason that Millhouse says she looks like Blossom is because Blossom always wore like these crazy hats, you know? It was like this, th in fact, it was in the intro. She just kept changing her hats and changing her outfits and, uh, and I mean, it's funny because this episode aired in 1996 and Blossom ended in 1995. So, so I guess Millhouse was a Blossom fan, apparently still watching the show in 1990, 1996. Uh, anyways, uh, it wasn't a terrible show. It just didn't really go anywhere. I don't know. I mean, there wasn't really anybody that went any further than this show. I mean, I'm looking at the... Okay, so Michael Stoyanov did. He was in... I'm looking at... So he played Nick... Or not Nick. Did I say Nick? Anthony. He played Anthony. Nick was a father. And if anybody has seen Blossom and remembers Blossom, hit me up. Because I... Uh, I would definitely love to uh, talk about this. <laughs> um, he was on Nano 210. He was in. He played a, a, a an AIDS patient that Kelly uh, took care of. I'm just looking here. I, he's like the only one who's like been in things all the way. Well, it's not, oh no, I'm sorry. Well, duh. Mayim Bialik has been in Big Bang Theory, and 
and she was in Jeop- she's she's the host of Jeopardy. Uh, now the thing with Jeopardy, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Jeopardy for a second because it is very near and dear to my heart. My grandma and I, and my grandpa, we used to always watch Jeopardy. That was like our thing we did, right? All the way up to my grandma died. I would go over there. It's always on at seven o'clock. I'd go over to her house and watch it with her. When, when she died, I kept watching it for her, you know, I'm like, I'm still going to watch Jeopardy every day, you know, and then, and she died in 2011, and then Alex Trebek died, and honestly, you guys, I just couldn't watch it anymore, it just wasn't the same, you know, so, um, it was a very sad day when he died, and I knew he was going to die, because he had pancreatic cancer, and you usually don't survive that, but, um, that was my little spiel on Jeopardy, (laughs) It definitely holds near and dear to my heart because of my childhood with it. I mean, it's been on for a very long time. Um, anyways, uh, that's who played Blossom, me and Bialik. She was also in uh, Beaches, one of my other favorite movies from the 80s. Beaches with Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey, John Hurd, you know, the guy who plays Kevin's dad on Home Alone. Uh, that is a great movie, too. And she plays young Cece. And, uh, probably some other stuff, but I didn't really, eh. So, anyways, that's my, that's my, my spiel about Blossom and Jeopardy. Let's get back to the show, please. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know I go off on tangents. So, so, the next, I guess that same night, Bart and Milhouse and Homer and Marge are playing Mystery Date, which is, I think, a real game, right, guys? Mystery Date? Uh, and Bart looks like bored out of his mind, and uh, <laughs> Homer <laughs> Homer's like uh, the captain of the football team, and he goes, "Ooh, he's such a dreamboat." Do wait up, Marge. I swear, Sis- my husband Cisco and I always quote this episode. I wanted him to do this with me, but he had to get some sleep because he has he has a big project at work, but. I wanted him to do this one with me because we really do quote this all the time. Um, And then, uh, of course, Bart gets the dud. (laughs) And Homer's like, he looks like you, Millhouse. Hilarious. And Bart's just like, ugh, I have a friend and he's a total nerd. And Lisa's got these cool friends. So he's not very happy right now. Wow, Lisa. I never appreciated all this, like, sea junk before. Hey, that clam's got legs. That's a hermit crab. When she outgrows her old shell, she finds a new one that's a better fit. Don't be afraid, little friend. You'll be the most popular crab on the beach. Aw, a gift from my favorite crustacean. Um, did you learn that word from a teacher or something? No. No, I heard it on Baywatch. Oh, yeah, that's great. Baywatch, (laughs) David Hasselhoff, man. One thing I love about this episode is all the 90s references. I mean, when you live it and you hear them, I don't know. You go back and you watch this and you're just like, oh my god. Baywatch was huge in 96. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was huge. So Baywatch, I will look this up. I'm sure you guys know what Baywatch is. But, you know, for those people that have been living under a rock for 20-something years... (laughs) 
So Baywatch. Oh boy. Now this is something I never I never watched this show. I was not a Hasselhoff fan. What did they call him? Wasn't there a nickname for this guy? Uh, Baywatch is an American sitcom drama. Sorry. Baywatch is an American action drama sitcom. Baywatch is an American action drama television series about lifeguards who patrol the beaches of Los Angeles County, California, and Hawaii, starring David Hasselhoff. It was created by Michael Burke, Douglas Schwartz, and Gregory Bonin, who produced the show throughout its 11-season run. Dang! The series focuses on both professional and personal challenges faced by the characters portrayed by a large rotating ensemble cast that notably includes Pamela Anderson, Alexandra Paul, who was on 90210, by the way. She played Brandon's racist girlfriend, Gregory Allen Williams, Jeremy Jackson, Parker Stevenson, who was married to, uh, oh my gosh, Christy Alley, uh, Billy Warlock. He was all, by the way, Parker Stevenson was also had a pretty big role on Melrose Place in season two. Uh, Billy Warlock, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Erica Aleniak, David Charvet, Yasmin Bleeth, and Nicole Eggert from uh, Charles in Charge. Um, it was canceled. Oh, really? I didn't know this. The show was canceled after its first season on NBC, but survived through syndication and later became the most watched television series in the world, with an estimated weekly audience of 1.1 billion viewers despite consistently negative critical reviews. I did watch a couple episodes before, and it was a stupid-ass show, okay? I'm sorry, but it was. But, I mean, dude, everything back then was stupid. Seriously. You go back and you watch it now, and you're like, that doesn't hold up anymore. Uh, let's see. It ran from 1989. Oh, wow, I didn't know it was that old. 1989 to 1999. Okay, and then they had, of course, Baywatch Nights. From 1995 to 1997. I didn't know they had a Baywatch Hawaii. Hmm. Anyways, uh, that's Baywatch, <laughs> which is funny because think of like somebody who just think of somebody like a young kid, like my 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 son, who's three and a half. You know, I I let him watch Simpsons like maybe when he's about I was about ten when the show aired, so maybe about ten. Who am I kidding? We're going to let him watch it a lot sooner than that. But, you know, he's going to be like, Mommy, what's Baywatch? Like, he's not going to know what that is, you know. He's not going to know what Blossom is. So it's just something for these people that grew up in the 90s and the 80s, like me. And you, probably. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) So Homer goes to the convenience store, which has a clerk who looks a lot like Apu. Uh... Then he's, of course, trying to buy illegal fireworks because I guess, and they don't real well, I guess they kind of say, they kind of hint that it's 4th of July. Uh, they don't ever really say it. Well, they kind of do because he buys the fireworks, but we get this scene. It was just pretty damn funny. Hi, um, let me have one of those porno magazines, large box of condoms, a bottle of old Harper. A couple of those panty shields and some illegal fireworks and one of those disposable enemas. Uh, no, make it two. My apologies, sir, but the sale of fireworks is prohibited in this state and is punishable by a... Follow me. Any red-blooded flag-feeding American would love 
the M320. Celebrate the independence of your nation by blowing up a small part of it. All right. Pretty cool, your mom to let us. <laughs> okay, so I was about seventeen when this aired. Just turned seventeen, and I knew what condoms were. Uh, I knew what panty shields were. <laughs> I didn't know what that old whatever it was, the alcohol he got, but I did not know what an enema was. I did not know what an enema was until I... Remember that stupid Blink-182 album called Enemy of the State? Not stupid, it was actually a pretty good album. Enema of the State? Yeah, I had to, like, Google it at that point. I'm like, what is an enema? And I figured out what it was. I'm like, oh, I almost had to do an enema on my son. So I got to know what an enema was pretty, pretty fast. Um... But, you know, back in the day, like, I don't know, just some of these things. I was very a very sheltered teenager. Very sheltered. I didn't even have a boyfriend until I was, like, 20. You know, like a, like a serious boyfriend until I was, like, 20. Um, and uh, I think it's funny that... Let's, let's talk about fireworks, okay? I live in a state where... Well... Not even just a state. I live in a city where you can have fireworks. Obviously, you can't have illegal ones. I've never bought illegal ones. I don't need that fine. I don't need that ticket. You know. Uh, but we do have fireworks here where you can go. You can buy, like, the pretty good ones. They're, they're pretty good. I mean, you know, who cares if they don't go up in the sky? It's fine with me that, you know, you get... We have some, but we we have a park across the street from our house, and we can watch a fireworks show every year. We don't need anything that goes up in the sky. Of course, there's always these assholes that have the illegal fireworks in our neighborhood. Uh, but we do have uh, every year we have fireworks booths that we can buy fireworks from, and it's pretty cool. And some places in California don't have it because of fires, because they will start fires if it's like some really dry brush, you know? So a lot of cities don't have it. Um, so I'm pretty lucky to be in a city that is, it, it's, you know, it's allowed. <laughs> when Homer goes back to the back of the convenience store, there is like serious illegal fireworks back there. And <laughs> he's like, holy crap, I hit the mother load. And uh, it makes you wonder like, do they really, like, these convenience stores, like 7-Eleven or whatever the heck a Quickie Mart's supposed to be. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, a 7-Eleven or a... I mean, it's not the Quickie Mart. It was called... Oh, what was it called? I have to go back and look. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, it's funny that, you know, some of these, these, these convenience store clerks, like, run a business in the back where they sell illegal fireworks. Cracks me up. Uh, anyways, Lisa's uh, at the next scene. Lisa's at uh, the ha the house, and she has her friends over. Dean, okay, <laughs> what were their names again? Dean, oh man, here I gotta get him here. Uh, Aaron, Dean, Rick, and Ben. And uh, they're saying, "Wow, Lisa, it's really cool. Your mom lets us hang out here." And she's like, if I was at my, if we were at my house, my mom would be walking in with, <laughs> with marshmallow squares and, and iced tea. Is it iced tea? Or lemonade? Hold on. Let me figure this out. Hold on. Edit that. Rice Krispie squares and tang. 
<laughs> so Marge, it shows Marge coming in into the room like at the, at the at the door entrance and then when she hears Aaron say that she like <laughs> backs right back hilarious uh, I would love it if my mom uh, when I was a kid if my mom would bring me rice rice krispie treats and tang I mean come I, I actually have never had tang um, I know that it's a big thing on married children shout out to my married children fans uh, and my podcast peeps Annabelle Stefan uh, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot your name for a second, the guy from Australia. Ah, what's your name? Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I, I, I'm totally going to hit myself when I figure out your name, and I'm going to edit this, by the way. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Matt! Sorry, Matt. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, Annabelle, Stefan, Luigi, all my, all my married children buddies, Tang, there's actually another another TV show where Tang is mentioned. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know Lisa's making really good friends with these with these kids, and it's cute, and it's it's actually really sweet that she's you know she's happy finally. But Bart is just the opposite of happy. Like he is like really not taking this well. Gee, I don't know what you've got planned for tonight, Homer, but count me out. Didn't you buy any meat? <laughs> this baby's sure to kill something. Okay, now, everybody, stand back while I celebrate freedom. Bart, give me your matches. Fresh out. No lighter? Nothing? Oh! Wait, I got it. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> The beer! <laughs> so that's more of a visual, but what happens is Homer. <laughs> well, Marge is going through the bag that he brought, you know, the condoms, the panty shields, the enema. Old Harper is what it's called. What is Old Harper? I'm going to have to look this up. I have to look this up because I've always been curious. Well, that is very interesting. This is a American Graffiti reference. You guys have seen American Graffiti? That's a great movie, by the way. Um, Old Harper. I guess it's where, I, and I'm trying to remember the scene. I've only seen it a few times. I really do like it, though. Do I own that one? I don't think I own it. I saw buying DVDs once, you know, everything became streaming, you know. But uh, I think it says, what whiskey did Toad try to buy in American Graffiti? Uh, what happened to Toad in American Graffiti? He faked his own death in Vietnam using Terry the Toad Field's name. Uh, so I guess he's trying to buy Old Harper in American Graffiti, which is kind of, I guess it's just a nod to it. I don't know. Um, it's nothing like weird. It's just a whiskey. That's all it says. It's just a whiskey. Maybe like an old-fashioned whiskey. I don't know. Uh, anyways, back to the show. So, yeah, uh, Marge is like, I don't know what you got planned for tonight, Homer, but leave me out of it. Hilarious. And, you know, it's like Homer's holding like a, I think it's called M320 or something, like an, kind of like an M80. I guess that's probably what they're supposed to be. I don't know much about fireworks, uh, but... <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, Homer, of course, asked Bart, hey, where's your matches? I need some matches. Fresh out. Hilarious. He's only 10 years old. Give me your matches, Bart. Give me your lighter. Hilarious. Uh, so Homer, Homer lights the firework on a, uh, on the stove. <laughs> Real smart. And then, of course, you know, you hear him say, oh, the beer. So what he did was he put the firecracker in the fridge and then realized it was going to blow up his beer. So he got it out real quick. And then he ended up putting it in the dishwasher. <laughs> and it blew up the dishwasher. And then this whole, all this black gunk came out with like fish bones. So I'm guessing it was like from the uh, ocean possibly because they live right by the, or you know, their, their rentals right by the ocean. And then the next scene, you see Marge mopping, and she's got this really pissed off look on her face, which is so funny. Sometimes you miss these things, you know. I noticed it right away when I first watched it. I'm like, that is hilarious. Um, Bart and Milhouse are sitting outside, and they're like, this is the worst 4th of July ever. So they finally do mention it's 4th of July. And, uh, you know, Bart is just whining, and Marge is telling him, you know, like it is. Gee, I don't know what you've got planned for tonight, Homer, but count me out. Didn't you buy any meat? <laughs> this baby's sure to kill something. Okay, now, everybody, stand back while I celebrate freedom. Bart, give me your matches. Fresh out. No lighter? Nothing? Oh, wait, I got it. <laughs> the beer! <laughs> okay, so I have a little bit of trivia for you guys. You know how he says, uh, she... That's my expression. And Marge says, you haven't used that in four years. So it says, uh, it was don't have a cow man. This was true at the time of the episode it premiered. The last time Bart said this quote before this episode was Bart the murderer. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I was always wondering that too. It's funny when you actually like review an episode on a podcast, you find out so much more about episodes you like. Uh, I also... Uh, Let's see. I'm looking at some of this trivia here. Um, 14 years after this episode aired, Blossom's actress Mayim Bialik would be cast as a Big Bang Theory character, Amy Farrah Fowler, who, like Lisa, is very intellectual and has a similar disappointing yearbook experience due to unpopularity like Lisa in this episode. See, I don't watch that show. I'm sure it's great. I just never got into that show. Just like the other one everybody likes, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Never got into that one either. Uh, there's another, I'll, I'll get there at the very end, but there's another American Graffiti reference I just remembered. Okay, so Bart wants to go, you know, start some shit. He's, he's pissed. He, he wants to, he wants to ruin Lisa's day, you know, basically. Uh, so... He decides to go to the, so the group of friends are having like a picnic on the beach, like a dinner picnic, and they're playing with a, um, not a trampoline, but like a, um, 
a parachute where you get in the parachute and they they you know throw you up in the air bart comes over and uh has the yearbook in his hand and i'm like oh shit this is not gonna be good so uh and lisa's like oh no and bart's like mm-hmm and uh bart shows everybody you know the real lisa guys you want to see how cool lisa simpson really is check this out miss perfect attendance Grammar Rodeo, Head Buckaroo, The French Table, Ooh La La. Teacher's Pet? <laughs> hey, Lise. I guess my little yearbook stunt was pretty rough, but it did teach you a lesson. It's important to be yourself. I'm not exactly who I am. I am the sister of a rotten, jealous, mean little sneak. You cost me my only friends. You ruined my life. Hey, kids, there's a carnival tonight. Oh, boy, a carnival. <laughs> okay, I always think of this scene. I don't know why. I always remember this scene for some reason. Because you don't know who's at the table with them. You think it's just Bart and Lisa at the table. But Millhouse is like hiding behind a box of cereal, which is so random. And he's like, oh boy, a carnival. So he he sees like all this like sibling rivalry, you know, fighting that they're going through. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's just playing dumb. Hilarious. Lisa, I love how she's like, Oh, hell no, you're not getting away with this one. And, um, you know, honestly, like, what did... It was pretty shitty of him to do that, but, like... I mean, what's so wrong about being teacher's pet? What's so wrong about being in the grammar rodeo? What's so wrong about that, you know? And Bart's right, though. She does need to be... I mean, he's right about one thing. He, She does need to be who she really is. She needs to be true to herself. Because she hasn't been this whole time. But she kind of has because if you think about it, like, she might talk differently and dress differently, but she's still the same person because she's talking, like, she's teaching them about sea life and, you know. So she's kind of Lisa Simpson, like, you know, in disguise, I guess you could say. <laughs> so they go to the carnival. And, of course, they're still fighting. And they get in the bumper cars. And uh, Marge is like, you two be good, you know? Because she's noticing they're fighting a lot. But she's like, yeah, whatever. And uh, Lisa... Lisa's tr so they're they're both I haven't been on bumper cars in a really long time but Lisa and Bart are in the bumper cars they're trying to like go at each other and Lisa Lisa can't go towards him and he goes towards her and like kind of like knocks her out of the <laughs> of the whole like rink whatever and she ends up in the grass crashing into a tree now I have a funny story this is really funny there was a place and I don't know if it's still around in some state. I, I think they changed the name, but it was Golf and Stuff. 
Do you guys remember golf and stuff back in the 80s, 90s? Well, my parents used to uh, drop us off there, my brother and I, and we would just go kind of, like, what it was was it was like miniature golf and rides and things like that, like, but not like rides, like roller coasters, just like, you know, bumper cars and things like that. So bumper boats was a big one. So they had like these cars, kind of like um, the Autopia at Disneyland. And I remember this so well. Uh, I got in the car and I drove and I lost control of the car somehow. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't brake. So as I was coming out to the very end, and you know, because you only get like maybe six laps or something, I lost control of the car and ended up <laughs> ended up uh, headed towards the garage. They have like a little garage with like paint cans and things like that. And I crashed into the garage and knocked over some paint cans. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be in trouble. I was probably about 10, maybe 12 at the latest. I don't know. And it was so funny. So I always think about that for some reason. I, I don't know. Um, you know, Bart's kind of feeling bad because he really did do something pretty, you know, pretty jacked up. Um, you know, Bart does, he might be a, like a little asshole, but he does eventually get a conscience, you know? He actually does good things sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. And he's actually a pretty good brother. He's, he, he looks out for her. You know, you've seen episodes, you, you guys remember the episode where they are playing on opposite teams ice hockey against each other? That's a good one. So Lisa's just kind of like, whatever, I give up, you know? And she walks home and, uh, she hears her friends saying Lisa's gonna freak when she sees this and she of course thinks that like they're doing something like teeping her house or something you know really juvenile like that and they're actually uh decorating her car her homer's car with shells and it says something like uh we will miss you Lisa because I guess this is her last night and uh she loves it she's very happy you know they still they still like her which is awesome Cool, huh? Well, now you can take the beach with you wherever you go. Uh, but don't drive at night. Does this mean you still want to be friends? Even though I tried to cover up my nerdish leanings? Look, we don't care who you were. You can't fake the kind of good person that you are. Yeah, you taught us about cool things like nature and why we shouldn't drink seawater. This is the most thoughtful thing anybody ever... Wait, merciful crap! My car! <laughs> so I was wrong. I thought it said, we will miss you, Lisa. It just says, Lisa rules. And it's, like, spelled out in shells. And it's cute. They have, like, I guess they glued it to the car. I mean, I guess it's a it's a good thing. I don't know. And then, of course, Homer. Sweet, merciful crap. Uh, so then they're in the car on the way home. And, uh, you know, Bart's apologizing still. And he's like... I showed you, I showed your friends a yearbook before we left. And he's like, no, 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 open it. And they all signed it, which is really cute. And it's a sweet thing. Um, so she finally got some, you know, some signatures in her yearbook. And then Millhouse says, I signed it too. And it says, see you in the car, Millhouse. I, <laughs> my husband and I always joke about this scene. So funny. And, you know, everything's all good. Back to normal. They're going back home. And then, uh, 
uh, Homer throws out a can, like a Coke can, and uh, which obviously don't do. It's littering. And it, it lands on the beach, and then a hermit crab makes uh, its home in the Coke can, which is really cute. And then we get this ending song by the Beach Boys all summer long. Great song, guys. Great song. I love the Beach Boys. And that is the end of the episode, and I will close out with that song soon. Uh, um, American Graffiti. You guys should see it. It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it before, it's a really good movie. Uh, I was just, um, you know, I've been, today's Shark Week. It starts, Shark Week started today. And I was like, hmm, do I show my three and a half year old Jaws? <laughs> then I'm like, maybe not. That might not be the best idea. So we watched like a little bit of Shark Week. And I just, I kept thinking of Richard Dreyfus because he's in American Graffiti. He's really young in it. And, um, you know, he's also in one of my all time favorite movies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So he's like in a lot of movies I like from the 70s. And, um, and he's in American Graffiti, and I just kind of, so like, it's he's been on my mind today, just because of all the movies he's in, and, uh, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Brain fart. Uh, American Graffiti is really good. It's kind of like a, how do I describe it? What it is, it, it, okay, so, because uh, there's two references from it, so I kind of have to talk about American Graffiti. It's about a whole bunch of kids that are going off, I, I think it takes place in 19, let me just look it up. I think it takes place in 1963, and it's it's a George Lucas movie, the guy who did Star Wars, which, you know, he doesn't just do Star Wars movies, he actually does this one, it's pretty good. Um... Ron Howard's in it, Harrison Ford, uh, Richard Dreyfus, Cindy Williams. Here, I got it right here. Oh, yeah, and it's also set in Modesto, California, which is not too far from where I live. It's not too far. Uh, some of the, let's see, does it have filming locations? I mean, it's, it's not close, but it's not that far. It's about... four hours away, something like that, uh, set in Modesto, California, so they actually do live in Modesto in the movie, yeah, directed by George Lucas, produced by Francis Ford Coppola, I mean, you got some big names here, um, Wolfman Jack, Bo Hopkins, he was in, uh, Dynasty, the first season of Dynasty, Suzanne Summers, she has a very small part, Kathleen Quinlan, I didn't know she was in that. She was in um, the Doors movie, and which is really good. If you haven't seen it, if you're a Doors fan, you got to see the Doors movie with Val Kilmer. She also played Tom Hanks' wife in Apollo 13. And she's been in some other stuff. I did not know she was in that. This movie's from 1973, you guys. This is way before Star Wars. Um... Set in Modesto, California in 1962, the film was a study of the cruising and early rock and roll cultures popular among Lucas's age group at the time. Through a series of vignettes, it tells the story of a group of teenagers and their adventures over the course of a night. You know what it reminds me of? That movie, Can't Hardly Wait. It kind of reminds me of that movie because uh, it's just all in one night. It's all in one night. And everybody 
it's right after graduation and some people are going off to college some people are going off to the army and this is right before you know vietnam and uh it's got some it's got one of the best soundtracks like ever it's such a good soundtrack you guys i mean if you love oldies it's got all of them um i did see more american graffiti i think i saw that there's a sequel to it uh i don't remember who was in it but if you haven't seen american graffiti i don't know where it's playing i think i had to watch it on like one of the cable premium channels before everything was streaming um it says some of the people okay richard dreyfus was not in it probably because he was doing close encounters of the third kind well, no, no, it was, this is after, but, uh, anyways, it's a good movie. It's kind of like one of those coming of age movies, like where, you know, kind of like, um, what's the other one? I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, you need to see it. It's really good. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It's really good. Okay. Uh, that is it. Um, so, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a couple podcasts here about uh, true crime because I'm really into true crime right now. Um, I have my phone here. I'm gonna tell you guys some of the podcasts I listen to. Okay. All right. The one that I've really been listening to is called Killer Queens. It's two sisters, and they uh, they they're it's really a good one. They talk about all kinds of different things. I also joined their Patreon. So I get a whole bunch of extra content. They go over like the Tiger King and um, uh, like all the movies, all the true crime movies that you see like on Lifetime and stuff. I, I don't know what got me into true crime, but I'm there, man. And I am, you know, it's, it, it hasn't gone away. You know, I go through fa- phases and fads and it has not gone away yet. So Killer Queens is good. I also like True Crime Garage. Um, and I'm looking here. There's another one I listened to. Where is it? There's another one with the girls. Oh, um, why can't I find it? It must be way down here because I think I subscribed to it a lot. Crime Junkie. That's a really good one. Also Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale is pretty disturbing. I mean, some of these are kind of like light versions of the of the crimes you know they 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 don't really go into like the gory details sword and scale does definitely does um i i mean i could recommend so many different episodes um i'm trying to think if i've seen any other movies so so those are the ones i recommend if you like true crime and i mean who doesn't like true crime I don't really like to watch the ID channel. I think that some of the acting and the reenactments are really, it's really bad. So I like to like, I mean, sometimes it's like kind of cool to see, okay, this, you know, see it all acted out. But podcasts can do just the exact same thing. You know, you don't have to watch a movie or a documentary to get the the effect. I will tell you about a case that you really should check out because it's really interesting. I want to say that. I don't think I talked about it on my last podcast, but it's called, um, so it's the case of Susan Powell and her, her husband was named Josh Powell and he killed her 
and got away with it, guys, like for a long time. Um, I won't go into what happened with, like after that, but I will tell you that it's, it's not what you expect with, uh, like his family, his whole entire family was batshit crazy. And there are so many layers to the story, you guys. It's crazy. So I highly recommend a Susan Powell podcast, or I'm sorry, the Susan Powell case. Um, trying to think if there's any others. There are so many. Like, I, I also kind of delved into the Columbine massacre and watched a couple specials on that and, and listened to a couple podcasts on that, and that was very disturbing. Um... Check those podcasts out if you're into true crime. I think I've actually shared some of these with you guys on my Facebook page. By the way, you can follow my Facebook page at um, When TV Was Great Podcast. Um, so just go there, search for When TV Was Great Podcast. Um, I'm also uh, on iTunes if you want to leave a review. Um, I know I haven't been recording for a while, but I'm gonna. I'm really gonna try to get back to it. It's hard because I started a new job, and it's not just a new job. It's, like, a new career. I have to, like, really take this job seriously. And I have, and I'm doing really good for the most part. I've been there two weeks now. And, um, you know, some of this stuff has to kind of be on the back burner right now. So, but I, I told my husband, I said, I want to do a podcast tonight. I just I just want to do it. They're like, Okay. So, I mean, you know, he knows how important it is to me to, like, you know. But um, check those podcasts out. I feel like I've seen something. I guess not. I guess I haven't been watching anything. I've just been listening to podcasts. All right, guys. Um, I do know what we're going to be doing next time. Uh, gosh, I don't know the exact title of the episode, but it is... A South Park episode. My husband's going to do it with me. I've already booked him. <laughs> uh, let's see. South Park. I think it's called A Very Special Summer. And it's really funny because it goes... It, it parodies that, that TV show Intervention, which I love. Well, at least I used to. I don't really watch it anymore because I don't have cable anymore. Um, but, oh, let me mention something since I'm on the subject. Um, uh, there used to be a show back in, I think it started in 2017 called Live PD. It was on A&E and it's like kind of like a cop show, but it goes, uh, it's different cause it's not just like, you know, like with cops, you'd be like, okay, cops in Tulsa. Then you go down to cops in Miami. Well, this one has different departments and they go back and forth and they all have body cams on them and they uh they go uh um they go and uh they're on patrol and you get some really funny stuff and i've had a lot of memories like with with the show because i was pregnant with both of my children when the show was on and like, honestly, it's just, it's just a real good memory. So what happened was like my husband and I watched it religiously. It was on every Friday and Saturday night from nine to 12. And, uh, it was great. We loved it. It was a high rated show, live PD, A&E. And then 
after George Floyd, they canceled the show. And I was, like, gutted. So then flash forward to two years later, and they brought the show back. But it's called something totally different now. It's called On Patrol Live. And it's almost like the exact same format. The same people are there except for one one person that's not there. Uh, some of the departments are gone now because, I mean, I don't blame them. If I was a cop, th- this is this is my true honest opinion. If I was a cop and I was asked to do a live show like this, I probably wouldn't do it either. Like, it's, it's a lot, you know. Um, so that show is only, so it's called On Patrol Live. It just aired on Friday. That was the first episode of the new format, I guess you can say. And uh, that is on a sh- channel called Reels. And sadly, Reels is kind of hard to find. It's not on a lot of these cable channels. I was lucky enough to get my brother's login, so I don't have to worry about it. And I'm able to watch the stuff, but um, some people aren't so lucky. Um, If you've never seen Live PD, I I still call it Live PD, guys. I mean, I know it's not, but I still call it that. It's a really good show. I've always been into cops. I've always been into, like, high-speed chases. I've always been into that stuff. And this one does not disappoint. So if you've never seen it, now's a perfect time to watch it on Patrol Live. And um, I think that's pretty much it. That's all I've been really watching in this little hiatus I had. I started a new job as a medical coder. Um, it's something that I went, actually went to school for, got a certificate for back in 2018. Uh, but you know, I had my son and didn't pursue it. But now that he's older and he's in school, I was like, okay, time to find a coding job. And it's hard because you don't have, uh, experience. We don't have experience, but I found somebody and, uh, everything's going great. I'm learning so much, and I'm using my certificate, and it's, it's an amazing feeling. So, um, yeah, everything's going good with that. Um, I think that's all, guys. Uh, like I said, you can follow me on Facebook at WinTVWasGreatPodcast. Um, and let's see. Oh, yeah, so next week I, I, I told you I'm going to be doing the South Park episode. I, I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week after, but whenever I can get my husband, he's 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 very busy, but whenever I can get him to sit down with me and do a podcast, we will do the South Park very special summer episode because it is hilarious. Okay, so um, I apologize again for my absence, but I am back, and I am very excited to be back. And the rest of the summer, I'm going to try to pick some summer episodes of TV shows. I have a whole bunch in mind. I know I said I was going to do um, Homer at the Bat, which I probably will still do. But um, uh, I wanted to do that one with my husband. So don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> so whenever he's available after the South Park episode, we will do the, the Homer at the Bat episode. If he takes forever and he's like, no, I can't do it. I'm like, okay, well, forget you. I'm going to start. I'm going to do it without you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that is all. And I guess that's it, guys. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but probably because it's been so long. All right, guys. Well, have a good week and stay cool out there. And I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for, thanks for listening.
Cruise.